Welcome to the One Up Revenue Podcast, podcast for cross-functional sales team, whether you're in sales, marketing, or customer success. This one goes out to all the hustlers on the phones each and every day, slugging it out. Whether you're adding net new logos, expanding revenue from your sold base, or renew existing accounts, we're here for one thing and one thing only, to drive revenue. One up! I'm your host, Jackson Lil, a top funnel sales dev strategist and an everyday frontline practitioner. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the One Up Revenue Podcast. For today's guest, we have this uh, really, really exciting guest here. Been following this individual for the past several months. His LinkedIn has been growing anywhere from 10 to 15% month over month. He is a future fanatic sales star. He's been in the game for over five years. He is the host of the Sales Stories IRL in Real Life, the number one buyer-centric podcast, one you should check out, by the way, featuring hard hitters guests such as Samantha McKenna, of course, the show me that you know me, also had uh, featured Scott Ingram, the host of the Sales Success podcast, and our man Salman McCann, of course, our uh Top AE in the space with over 15, 20 years of experience. Please give us a warm welcome for the only one, Alex Bruski, Salesforce AE and host of the uh, Sales Stories in IRL. Bruski, right? Alex Bruski. You got it. Alex, welcome to the One Up Revenue Podcast, man. How you doing today, brother? Man, great. I'm uh, I'm excited for this. Appreciate the intro. Appreciate the invite. Let's uh, Let's get down to it. Yeah. Well, so to kick it off, why don't you go ahead and just share a brief intro, you know, who you are and just how did you get into sales and then uh, we'll just kick off from there. Yeah, um, I've been in sales for close to 10 years now. Um, like many folks, uh, I fell into sales ass backwards. Um, so I'll give the short version of the story. Um, I was very fortunate enough to do a study abroad back when I was in college uh, about 10 years ago. And after that study abroad semester, um, I realized pretty quickly that I was not ready with uh, an internship. And so last minute I was scrambling, trying to find an internship. My school had this like list of companies that they recommend. And one of them was like, you know, um, XYZ financial group. And I was like, oh, well, like I like numbers, you know, like I'm good with numbers. I'm particularly good with statistics. I think I can make this happen. And so I joined and lo and behold, it was a life insurance firm. And I just basically worked my way up from making meetings, getting paid like 20 bucks a meeting to then, you know, making enough money till I could buy my own leads. And yeah, it, it all kind of snowballed from there. But yeah, that's uh, that's how we got started. Damn, 20 bucks a meeting? Yeah. Sounds like a diehard SDR, man. <laughs> well, when when you're the when you're the unpaid intern who's trying to get paid, right? I basically walked to the boss's office and said, like, hey, I need to start getting compensated somehow. And he threw me this old list of recycled leads. Yeah. I was so raw that I had made five appointments in that first evening. And I walked into his office and told him, and he nearly fell out of his chair. And I was like, is that good? Like I genuinely had no clue. And for me at that point to make a hundred bucks like that, you know, bro college student, I, I was pretty instantly hooked and realized that I had a natural knack for talking to people. Uh, that's crazy, man. I completely understand where you're coming from. Uh, all it really takes is that just that one experience, right? That parlay from one for another. 
Uh, Alex, just out of curiosity, you know, how did you get exposed to like the world of tech sales? You know how there's like all different kind of different sales, regenerating appointments or whatever that is, but curious to pick your brain there. Yeah, so I'm actually on the newer side to uh, to tech and SaaS. Actually, I've been in SaaS uh, tech for a little over two years now. Um, so like most of my sales career has been um, in uh, other sales jobs, uh, I would say. And uh, I was at one role in particular uh, for like four years. Um, and it was kind of like a big fish in a small pond situation where uh, I was doing really good, not great. And I always kind of had this itching of like, okay, I know I could do more. I know I could do better, but, but it's hard to leave when you've kind of established yourself at that top rep as a place, right? It's difficult to yeah. kind of pull the trigger and, 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 and go. And so basically in short, uh, back in 2021, you know, saw the run up, uh, happening in tech, like everybody else always had an interest in tech, always had an interest in SaaS. But when I saw that, I, I knew it was go time. There you go. That's how you do it. This is kind of like the Super Bowl version of these SaaS sales, right? There's a little bunch of different yeah. sales and there's a lot of ways to make money. But uh, really, end of the day, it's where the software is at. Um, yeah. Alex, man, I've been watching for quite some time, man. And uh, the first thing that really stood out to me on your profile was your LinkedIn picture with the blue Zagnags thing that you still have up today. I think that's awesome. Like, can you share with us what's... uh? What's the thought behind that? How'd you come up with that idea? I'm just, you know, curious like to figure brand that profile pic because it really stands out. Man, thank you. Um, the funny part about it is that it was not any way, shape, and form uh, my idea. Um, I'll I'll actually plug one of my buddies here uh, in LA, Joey Alvandi. Um, he had. Um, I don't know if it was like he had taken one of those grow your LinkedIn courses or something, but he had kind of heard from someone else like, hey, you know, background increases the engagement of your photo by whatever X percent. And like, here's a free website where you can make a background on. And so I was just like, huh, that sounds interesting. And I just like threw a background on my photo. Um, for those who know him, uh, Jack Ryan uh, took my headshots for me um, down in uh, down in San Diego, had a great time meeting him. And so it was just a pretty simple plug your photo into a free background tool. Um, I don't remember or else I would plug it. Um, but I mean, it's really it's really kind of that simple, right? Like, yeah. I think a theme that we'll probably talk about here a lot today is like finding ways to stand out. And one of my uh, one of my things that I kind of love to say, if you will, is do expected things in unexpected ways. Oh, that's what I shoot for. Do expected things in unexpected way. Yep. That's a hard quote. Love it. Let's uh let's dive straight to it. A majority of our listeners to here uh and has been are our new reps or people who are trying to break into tech, right? And yep. there's a lot of uh commotions and fear. I mean, everyone nowadays are basically content creators in one way or another, but when it comes to delivering it on this platform, quote unquote LinkedIn. They really kind of do get the niche and niche, you know, what, what, what kind of advice or how would you, if you're, if you're new today, like, what would you, what would you share in terms of, Hey, look, you're new, you're trying to build your personal brand. Here's a few ways to do it. And uh, just take it from there. Easy answer here. And I'm going to plug somebody else. I'm going to plug my boy, Riley Blaisdell. Um, he's one of my favorite humans on this earth. Um, if you're not connected with Riley, find him and connect with him immediately is engages the rage. So I 
have been on LinkedIn now, I want to say like over five years and maybe like the first two and a half to three years of that. Well, you know, there was time that I just lurked, but like when I actually started getting active on the platform, I would say I just dropped comments for probably close to two years, if not more. That is the number one best way to create familiarity with your name and your face, number one, right? Because that's 99% of LinkedIn. Folks are scrolling fast. Like, I'm sorry, it's not necessarily your writing, though, of course, being a good writer helps. It's creating that familiar name and that familiar face, right? Because then folks know like, oh, I wonder what Alex had to say. I wonder what Jax had to say, right? So that's number one. Um, and then number two, it really helps you to find your voice because the worst thing that you could do is spend time wondering and thinking like, what should I post? What will people like, right? If that's what you're thinking, go drop 20 comments, right? Go comment on 10 people's other posts. Um, for me, I have an entire notes app probably with 30 to 50 post ideas at any time. And for me, just randomly, they'll start coming to me, whether it's I'm dropping comments. I don't know. I was in the shower, right? Like I'm just doing something random. And all of a sudden I get all these ideas. I write them all down and that's it, right? So it's not like you're forcing these posts out. Like that, I think is kind of where personal branding could take a little bit of a bad name is that folks are just like posting just for the sake of posting. Like it's not that you shouldn't go quality, but it's, Find your voice and make sure it's something that you can stand passionately behind, right? Don't do it just for the sake of doing it. Like, don't go through the motions. Post something that you're passionate about posting as if think of like, if you post something, be prepared to defend it, right? Like, that's almost how I would think of it. Like, if it's a fringe, like, oh, maybe people will like this. Like, center down, find your voice, right? Find topics that you see other people talking about. Find other people who you really like their content. Take their post, copy and paste it and give them credit at the bottom, right? Hey, I saw Salman wrote this really, or copy and paste Salman's post, right? And then at the bottom, Salman, right, tag him, posted this gem and I wanted to share it with my network. That's all it is, right? Like you don't have to be the best writer in the world. You don't have to be the best video creator in the world. You don't have to be the best anything in the world. What you really need to be that people miss all the time people miss this is being relatable. That's what I think is huge. Woo! 100%. Making it relevant, right? And being able to defend whatever that's about to come your way because you got to be real raw and pure. Um, hey, this being said, how do you and <laughs> how do you handle internet trolls? I'm just looking at your thoughts there. Like, is that? Yeah. Um, I. I guess I could say, fortunately, um, haven't like necessarily had to deal with that a whole lot. Like what I would say is though, even if I did, like I would not fear that because I, I think it all goes back to the man in the arena quote, right? Like if yeah. you don't hear this, if you don't want to deal with internet trolls, don't build a brand, don't be visible, don't do anything worthwhile doing, don't have any major successes, right? Like this is, for better or worse, like the world that we live in. And when you start to put up numbers where you're putting up millions of impressions a month, millions of impressions a week, hundreds of thousands of impressions a week, hundreds of thousands of impressions on a post, right? Like if there's one person that trolls that, 
you know what that troll percentage is? Right? That's like 0.00001, right? I mean, I, it might not be exactly that, but it's yeah. a really, really, really small number. So I think the big thing to remember is that like the really kind of negative and trolly stuff gets inflated. So like take a moment and like sit back and be like, okay, I made a post that got a thousand views and somebody trolled me. That's 0.01%. <laughs> am I am I really gonna like spend my time tripping over, you know, that one person uh, who like didn't like it or like whatever they want to say? If you if if you are listening to this and you fear that someone trolls you, don't reply. Yeah. Simple as that. You don't know anybody anything. Nobody owes us anything. No, 100%. It's funny. And uh, we see it all the time, right? And we all know for a fact that when when you get something like that, you know you're doing something right. Yeah. For sure. Hey, Alex, so let's say, if, uh, you know, it's always about quality instead of quantity, right? And we we don't want to just post to post. We want to make sure it's meaningful. You know, what, what app are you using to write things down? Are you just writing down just a regular notepad that you do just to connect the notes? I'll, I'll, I'll show you right now. I'm, I'm kind of a, I don't know, classic, if you will. Like I'll, I'll, I'll think of an idea for a post. Oh, I got my, I got my screen blurred. I'll like think of, I'll think of an idea for a post and like, I'll write down a two second, a two sentence blurb. Right. So like, I'll, uh, I'll read one here, turn off auto caption. So like one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of people who post video content, right. If your video content is captioned, you need to turn off auto captioning, right? Because then there's yeah. double captioning. It doesn't look good, right? So one day I'm scrolling my feed and I saw someone who had really beautiful captions on their video. Someone clearly spent time, whether they outsourced it, whether they did it themselves. And then the auto captions were on on the bottom, right? And it looks like crap. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you know, let me like make a post. And I'll screenshot the screen where it says turn off auto captions and I'll make that a post, right? And so I know the idea, right? Turn off auto caption. And then kind of in that moment, I go through my app and I see kind of all the ideas and whichever one the words come naturally to me, right? Where it feels effortless. Like that. that's, that's how it is for me. Like when I'm posting, like it feels like effortless. It's almost like sending a text to a friend, right? Like Obviously, I'm going to write it and I'm going to grammar check it and I'm going to and I'm going to be careful with it. But like that's the that's the tonality that I want to come across. Right. Like what I would call like shooting the shit. Right. Like that's kind of the tonality. Like <laughs> that's kind of the tonality that I want, like publicly facing on LinkedIn. Right. Like with my customers, you know, it's like I want it to just be like I'm chatting back and forth with a friend. Like it should it should feel effortless. No, 100 percent, man. Uh, I love that. It's funny. I actually it's paying attention to detail right and uh, i actually noticed that not too long ago too you have a caption and then the linkedin does the auto captions and it's like two for one it kind of uh ruins the we call it the buyer's experience it was not really the buyer experience but it's something you know consumer like, experience yeah yeah there you go um i was just say there's a new rep who just started at a new company somewhere and they want to start personal branding to kind of merge it what would you recommend and say hey look here's how you should go about it when it comes to becoming an industry expert in your line of field or whatever else that they're selling nowadays. This answer is going to sound familiar, but I'll start it off a little bit differently. First and foremost, 
connect with people in your industry, right? Find the people in your industry that are where you want to be, whether this is internal, external, right? It doesn't even have, it doesn't even have to be LinkedIn. Find the people that are doing it at the highest level, observe and follow them, right? And then it's just kind of the, the process of like, you're following and you're observing them. And then you're almost kind of copying what they do. And you're slowly and steadily making your own, right? So like, instead of starting at the bottom of the mountain and climbing up, it's like, you're starting uh, three quarters of the way to the top, right? So like, you kind of like, take what someone else has kind of already uh, established as a process, right? And then you're making it your own. So it really is going to cut down the time. So the big thing, find a lot of people, not, not just the best people, right? Find a lot of people in your space, right? If you sell to salespeople, right? You sell call recording. Connect with the top folks at, at Gong and Chorus, right? And Pickle, you know, and all these companies that do call recording and see what they're talking about, right? See who they're talking to. And then just in general, like, find, I can't stress this enough, like, find the people who are at where you want to be, right? Like, find your Nate Nasrallahs, right? Like, your Brian Lamanas, your, you know, Jen Allens, right? And like, learn from these people, right? And when they make a post, you're going to have thoughts about it, right? You're not just going to see everyone and be like, I agree. You know, it's like, yeah, there's more, there's more to it than that. And so when you have those additional thoughts of like, Hey, I want to expand on this person's idea. You make a post expanding on their idea, tag them simple as that. Right. And now you've created a familiar face and a familiar name and a familiar voice inside of one of your industry's top and brightest stars, right? So that 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 would be my biggest thing. And then number two, this one goes without saying, ask for help. Don't be the person who wants to go at it all alone. Ask for help, swallow your pride. You'll thank yourself. Woo! My man, Alex Bruski, there it is. Connecting with other individuals, right? Being relevant and just being genuine. And, you know, if it comes down to it, just fucking ask for help. You know, that's not that hard. Okay. Um, Alex, before we uh, close it out the show here, uh, you know, we, we're, we're starting to see this trend too a lot. And one of the main leaders in a way was uh, Morgan Ingram. He talked about um, content-led marketing in terms of personal branding, Right. Is, and we're starting to see it kind of come across the board slowly yet surely. Yeah, we're probably a little bit farther away, but in the future, the individuals who work there themselves would basically be free marketing. You know, what are your thoughts on that? What's the trend? Like, just pick your brain on that. Like, yeah, um, I mean, that's that's the way things are going. Um, I think I think what would be the best way to do this, and I I, I told you pre-show that I had a good story that I think would be really relevant. And I yeah. think, uh, well, well, for, first off, Morgan Ingram is my dog. What he is doing is they have the saying, like, you could skate where the puck is or you could skate where the puck is going. Like, Morgan's skating where the puck is going, right? Like, he is helping executives build online brands, right? Like, you see what it does for individuals. Now, imagine every person at your company was doing that. All your executives are doing that, right? So let's go to the story. So this is when I was working um, at a cell tower acquisitions company, right? So we would reach out to people and let's say they had a cell tower company paying them $1,000 a month to lease their land, right? To stick a cell tower there. We would go to them and say, hey, I'll 
we'll we'll buy the we'll buy the tower rights from you in perpetuity for 200 grand right it was a time value of money play like a rental property in a sense and one of the things that was common uh in the industry uh was retrading and for folks like who aren't familiar with that term that's like saying like hey i'll give you 200 grand for this and then when you do the due diligence then at the end you say oh well actually we found xyz and now we can only pay 160 right and these people are all invested into the process so it's a frustrating experience right because you're putting in all this work you're doing due diligence you're finding like property titles right like all of the it's a it's a messy closing process so i was in one deal um they, like hyper competitive deal right basically everyone's in at their top price and they're basically picking vendor based on you know who's the best vendor for them not based on price um, and so I'm kind of making my final plea and she's like, well, you know, people have told us that retrading is an issue and like, that's what we're worried about. Right. And I said, you absolutely should be worried about that. Right. I've heard so many people deal with that. Um, and I said, you go to my name, you type my name in on Google and I promise you'll find me. Right. I'm a real person. Like you can hold me accountable yeah. and she, I'll, I'll, I'll never forget this. She goes, oh, I know who you are. I already looked you up. And I saw your TED talk and what it turned out she was referring to was a 30 minutes to president's club episode podcast that I had done. Right. So think about that. Doing, doing a podcast recording and having right. an active LinkedIn quite literally won me a deal. And so for the people that say my ICP isn't on LinkedIn, right? Like my whatever is not on LinkedIn. These people were farmers in rural Wisconsin. So not only is LinkedIn reaching the people that are on LinkedIn actively, passively, it is SEO for your name, right? You type in my name on Google, my LinkedIn and my podcast, the first two things that come up, there are probably thousands of Alex Bruskies. You Google search my name, my podcast and my LinkedIn come up, right? That's powerful you know it is building trust at scale Woo! my man there it is that's some hard hit right there man love it and it resonates right because no matter who you are where you go right you're gonna sell something and these individuals can be like who who the hell is alex brisket is this guy real and then they see all this uh content that pops it up that redirects them and it shows validation and whatever it is, whether it's through video or a text or a podcast like this, and they're like, oh, this guy's actually real and he's genuine. You know, it's like trust. I never met him yet, but I felt as if I know him already prior to even meeting. It's human, right? Like if that exact same scenario had happened and all I did was reposted my company's marketing jargon, like maybe I'm at even even playing level with the rest of those people, right? They're like, oh, I see he's got a profile, but you know, whatever. It like looks, I don't know, sketchy. But it's like when you like put yourself out there and like make it clear, like I'm human, I'm an individual, I'm unique. Like whether folks like it or hate it, like it's human, right? Like that's like, that's the beauty in all of this. Hell yeah, hell yeah. A human content-led sales, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Who right, thought? Alex, man, thank you for coming on the One Up Revenue podcast. If everyone wants to reach out and say hello and say thank you, you know, what's the best way to do so? And kick it away with like one last kicker. They're starting out. What can they do today to kind of just stand out? 
Yeah. Um, so uh, where you can find me, um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, last name is spelled B as in boy, R-U-S-C-H-I. The guy who's got the popcorn emoji uh, after his name. And according to Jack's uh, photo with uh, all, all the little, uh, I don't know, uh, pointing lines or something, um, <laughs> you can find my podcast on YouTube. If you go to YouTube and you type in S-S-I-R-L, um, it will come right up. We've got over 50 episodes. Uh, the premise of the show is... I interview salespeople about memorable buying experiences. So we deconstruct why do people buy? Why do they not buy? What are the pivotal moments of a buying process? Um, so I'm sure all your listeners will love it. Um, here's what I'm going to leave everybody with is I almost did not start a podcast. And starting a podcast has opened many doors for me. Um gotten me into rooms I don't belong to be in, gotten me connected to people that have changed my life. Here's the one thing that I'm going to leave with everyone. If you want to launch something, if you want to build something, if you want to go for it, go for it before it's perfect, right? It will never be perfect. Let me say that again. It will never be perfect, right? So if you're sitting around wondering like, oh, once I do this last thing, then I'll launch my idea, right? Once I fix this, like, then I'll launch my idea. Candidly, you don't even know if your customers care about that. The only way that you know what your customers, your listeners, your consumers, your followers, like whatever it is, the only way that you're going to know what they like and don't like is if you put it out there. If it is not out there, you have an approximately 0% chance of knowing if anybody actually likes it, if anybody actually dislikes it, what they like about it, what they dislike about it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Release it, put it out there in the open, and then you take feedback from the end users and that guides your decisions moving forward. Woo! Feedback from the end user. Just like Nike. Just do it. Alex, everyone. Alex, thank you for coming on the One Up Revenue podcast. We appreciate you, brother. It's blessed, Jax.